I held the glass to my lips and did not answer. I could feel the blood rushing to my face. I do watercolors, he added, and he started to roll a cigarette with his thin fingers. I stood up to leave, filled with a sort of terror at what he was suggesting. I'm here with a friend. Don't go, he said. I have to. He sighed quite loudly and looked frankly at me. It was the look a hungry person might give a juicy steak. I enjoyed it. I looked briefly at his thighs, which were straining his pants, and imagined what they would be like to touch. I shook my head. He followed me back into the gallery where I attached myself to Virginia and Alice. Virginia, reeling with drink, was telling Alice what a genius she was. Alice just stood there pale and drained, with a sad little smile on her face. When I turned around, Philip was right behind me, standing back, but close enough to touch. I grabbed Virginia's hand and squeezed it, asking her to leave with me, but she ignored me with a hazy smile and started in again, telling Alice how brilliant she was, and Alice stood there, rooted to the spot letting the words bounce off her. I left the two of them and went to the entrance to get my coat. Philip followed right behind me. My studio is real close, he said. I smiled but shook my head. He was looking at me with such frank sexual interest that I buttoned my coat all the way up to my neck. He came so close I could see the gold flecks in his eyes. He pinned me to the wall with his arms. Why not? Was his desire contagious? I felt myself get warm, felt a temptation to ignore the gold band on my finger and pay attention to the intemperate stirrings of my nature. But torn between the possibility of pleasure and my duty, I merely trembled in my heavy black coat. I couldn't look him in the face. I broke away without speaking and quickly got out the door and walked fast down the block. It was a cold, drizzly, foggy San Francisco night. It dawned on me suddenly that I hadn't brought my car but had come with Virginia. Only now I was afraid to turn back. I was near Grant Avenue and could hear the buzz of Chinatown and see the lights through the haze. I walked toward it. Where are you going? I turned around and there he was. Home, I called out over my shoulder. You live here? You live in Chinatown? I kept walking. I rushed into the first open shop I saw and hid myself among all the gee-gaws and colorful junk. The store smelled of sandalwood and the damp. I looked at myself in one of the small plastic mirrors for sale and saw that all the makeup I had put on that evening was still there. My coal-rimmed eyes looked pale and sleepy, but the lashes were jet black and brittle. My mouth was wonderfully red and moist. He came up silently behind me. I felt his breath on my ear. Let's go, he said. I turned and he was smiling wistfully. 
His delicate hands were hidden in his pockets. Oh, I wanted to say so much, but only oh came out. I wanted to say that I didn't do that sort of thing, that I was not the pickup type of woman. When it dawned on me that while Anne didn't go off with strange men, it was just the thing that Nina might get into. We walked out of the shop together. In the street, he put his arm around me and held me close. He was so much taller than I. My face touched the leather of his jacket and my hair was below his chin. We walked like this without speaking. Once he pulled me into a dark doorway and held my face up and kissed me, sticking his tongue deep into my mouth and licking it slowly. We continued our walk to his place, silently vibrating with expectation. His studio was small and poorly furnished, but there were paintings everywhere, so that when he turned on the light, I was startled. The watercolors were all of nude women, very large and realistic. The colors were brilliant and overlaid in a way that made the flesh seem to glow. All the nudes were postured so that their sex was pushed forward and each wore a whimsical little hat. Yeah. 
definitely got played today. We got played. Ice Cube came in here and tried to take over the station. His ass is in jail right now. And we're getting into another 45 minutes of continuous non-stop music here on the station that plays what you want, when you want it. The sun is shining, the grass is green, the orange and palm trees sway. There's never been such a day in Beverly Hills, L.A. But it's December the 24th, and I am longing to be up north. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the ones I used to know
Black Blasting Community Radio. FM. Happy holidays, folks. Remember, if you're drinking, don't drive, and if you drive, don't drink. worrying about whether you are going to go to sleep or not, as you will devote all of your attention to allowing your whole body to relax, and as you do this, you become drowsier and drowsier and sleepier, and sleepier, and you soon drift off into a deep, her panties as her body shook with excitement and fear. He took her hand and placed it against his swollen penis. She had felt the heat and tautness of him, the ridge of his glands pushing against the constraints of his clothes. And as you lay there, Enjoying this wonderful feeling of relaxation. Not wanting or expecting anything. I want you just to let your mind wander. And your imagination drift. And imagine now that you are standing on the terrace of a large old house. A house like a stately home or country mansion.
FM. This is the Found Round Sound Show going down. We gotta thank uh, Community Thrift for most of this, and then also Sean from Buckhouse Square on Tuesday. Let me fill in for his show, so listen to those. a four-letter word and like tape or zoom or face or pain or life what ultimately matters is what we do with it I feel that those of us in television are chosen to be servants it doesn't matter what our particular job we are chosen to help meet the deeper needs of those who watch and listen, day and night. The conductor of the orchestra at the Hollywood Bowl grew up in a family that had little interest in music, but he often tells people he found his early inspiration in the fine musicians on television. Last month, a 13-year-old boy abducted an 8-year-old girl. And when people ask him why, he said he learned about it on TV. Something different to try, he said. Life's cheap. What does it matter? Well, life isn't cheap. It's the greatest mystery of any millennium and television needs to do all it can to broadcast that, to show and tell what the good in life is all about. But how do we make goodness attractive? By doing whatever we can to bring courage to those whose lives move near our own. By treating our neighbor at least as well as we treat ourselves and allowing that to inform 
everything that we produce. Who in your life has been such a servant to you? Who has helped you love the good that grows within you? that we produce. Who in your life has been such a servant to you? Who has helped you love the good that grows within you? Let's just take 10 seconds to think of some of those people who have loved us and wanted what was best for us in life. Those who have encouraged us to become who we are tonight. Just 10 seconds of silence. I'll watch the time.
need to laugh and when the sun is out I've got something I can laugh about I feel good in a special way I'm in love and it's a sunny day Good day sunshine Good day sunshine Take a walk, the sun is shining down, burns my feet as they touch the ground. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Then we lie. A shady tree I love her and she's loving me she feels good she knows she's looking fine I'm so proud to know that she is mine good day sunshine good day sunshine good day sunshine good day sunshine
MutinyRadio.fm. This is the Found Round Sound Show. Remember, one hour from now, it'll be watching movie with Spiegelman and Carl. So get ready. Also, remember to check out the other shows. Gates of Delirium Wednesday, 6 to 8. Bug House Square, Tuesday, 6 to 8. Claudia and the Loaf, Tuesdays, 8 to 10. Get that shit in your ear, man. seen a baby bouncing up and down in the crib in time to some music? When you think of it, some of that baby's first messages from his or her parents may have been lullabies, or at least the music of their speaking voices. All of us have had the experience of hearing a tune from childhood and having that melody evoke a memory or a feeling. The music we hear early on tends to stay with us all our lives.
Solitude is different from loneliness, and it doesn't have to be a lonely kind of thing. Solitude is different from loneliness, and it doesn't have to be a lonely kind of thing. Solitude is different from loneliness, and it doesn't have to be a lonely kind of thing. Most of us, I believe, admire strength. It's something we tend to respect in others, desire for ourselves, and wish for our children. Sometimes, though, I wonder if we confuse strength with other words, like aggression and even violence. Real strength is neither male nor female, but it is quite simply, quite simply, one of the finest characteristics that any human being can possess.
she held the little rabbit close in her arms and flew with him into the wood. the other rabbits. 